Welcome to Lombardi's Ball. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. Does he have a vintage moment in Four-man rush, going to float it down the seam. Adams has it, and he's in. Touchdown, Packers. Second and six. Zadarius Smith. The beat goes on. And welcome in, Cheesehead fans, to another edition of Lombardi's Bar. Pull up a bar stool, open up a can of Miller Lite, Spotted Cow, whatever it is, and let's talk some Green Bay Packer football. I am your bartender, Dan Connick. Thanks so much for joining us today. And we're going to take a second and welcome in our two bar flies, the guys that are always hanging around here at Lombardi's Bar. We got Todd Vardy hanging out with us. Todd, how's it going, bud? Good. How are you doing, Dan? Doing good. And we also welcome in Jimmy Christensen. Jimmy, how's it hanging? You know, it's always good when we have uh, Packer players on the show. That's right. And uh, as you probably know, at least if, if you look in the comments section before the video even started, you know exactly who's coming on, and, and the people are excited about it. That's for sure. And I, I love it. Uh, I could see this guy sitting here in the corner watching our intro video, and right when those highlights came on of, of Aaron Jones, I could spot him. I could see him just smiling and watching watching uh, the offense do its work there. It's uh, second-year offensive lineman Elton Jenkins. Elton, thank you for joining the show. Thank you all for having me. Of course, Definitely. man. Absolutely. So I want to start off. Uh, I noticed you tweeted out you were looking for some good cheese a couple weeks ago. Did you find any? Uh, and if not, I've got a hookup for you uh, right here in my hometown. Shout out Meister Cheese. What is it called? Meister Cheese. Meister Cheese. I'm going to check it out, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll link up. I'll, I'll yeah, get definitely got to hook it up. They make the, the cheese that's in the queso for Chipotle, so you know it's good stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious, like what I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> what what made you just tweet out? Were you trying to cook with something and you just had this weird craving for cheese? Yo, I, I was trying to cook um some grilled cheese. I had went to this place, but I don't wanna I don't know what it's I forgot what it's called, but it's a um grocery store and it sell like a bunch of cheese. Actually, it was it was from somebody that somebody that was in my comments told me about it, and so I tried it out. And they had like different variety of cheeses. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll get y'all taken care of there. I as a Wisconsin guy, born and raised, I'm very familiar with the cheeses clearly. So we'll we'll get you all set up there. Um, you know, talking about where you know where I'm from. So, Want to start with where you're from down in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Like most people, I'm pretty unfamiliar with it, and I looked it up. And what is going on down there, man? I mean, it was from Sam cook and Nate dog and Rick Ross are born there. There's like 20 NFL players coming out of there and it's only a town of like 15,000 people. What, yeah. what was it like growing up in a place like that, where it seems like, you know, that small, but everybody seems to have something going on. Yeah. It's a lot of history, history back down there in Clarsdale. Um, we got a lot of people came from out of Clarsdale that some people don't know about, but um, it was a blessing. You know, being being there, being able to grow up, um, like with the people that I grew up with, and I feel like my hometown molded me into the person I am. Do you think coming from a small town like that kind of made it easier to transition to playing your NFL career in another small town? Yeah, most definitely. Um, because I think like growing up in a small town like that, and then coming to a small town in Green Bay, it like helped me. Whereas if I didn't grow up in the city life, and now me being in Green Bay, which is not much of a city life, um, it just helped me be focused and, and still be like honed in on the football. I think. Beautiful, Elton. I want to I want to take a look at uh, at your first year of playing with the Green Bay Packers. Anyone that followed the team knows you know, you had a, a stellar rookie season, um, but I, I always like to ask. NFL players like in their first second year you know once they've played through a full season you get to the NFL and you're playing in these NFL games against guys that you've been watching on TV did you have a moment last year where 
you put your hand in the dirt and you looked up and you realized like, oh, I'm about to go against this guy. Like, like I am in the NFL. Did you have a moment like that? Um, my my moment, like my really welcome to the NFL moment, was walking into the in our building and seeing all the guys that we have in our locker room. But I say in the game, I think it was like we was playing the Eagles early in the season, and I, you know, we was playing Fletcher Cox, um, Brandon Graham. All those guys, Malcolm Jenkins, all those guys lined up on the other side of the ball. And I was like, man, I'm really in the NFL playing some guys that, you know, went to my college and succeeded in the NFL and guys I've been watching from different positions in the NFL. Do you have a do you have a favorite uh, defensive line or a favorite defense that you guys played against? Like, for whatever reason, it, it was either that you guys – did really well against them, or they just gave you a really good challenge. Was there a defense that you really enjoyed playing against? Um, I probably have to say, if I have one, if I if I can think of one, I, I'll let you know. All right, all right, think about it. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure you don't want to say you love just beating the crap out of the Vikings? You don't want to say that. Yeah, that's hey, that's that, the low hanging fruit, Elder. You want to say that? That's... My tongue. I didn't want to sound so hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Before it's our first game. Oh, oh, I cannot wait to yeah. so just see you guys start one and zero, and then to start on one. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Tears of joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, but before I have a question prepared, but I'm gonna say something that's gonna be a little weird at first. But with your southern accent, I feel like you need to do audible books because I would listen to so many more books if you were just yeah. reading it. <laughs> Somebody, one of my teammates told me that. He was like, people uh, want to listen to my voice and things. Yeah, I, you know, if I could sound cool, I would. I just sound like a dweeb. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, but uh, so coming to the NFL, obviously as a rookie is – like it's a challenge to begin with too. Like probably a little, I don't, I don't know, intimidate for me, it'd be intimidating. I'm not very skilled in football, but like, it's a challenge. It's different, but coming to a team where you're tasked now with blocking for Aaron Rodgers, the one of the best quarterbacks to ever play, maybe the most talented to play. Like, is there an added pressure to that? having number 12 behind you. Um, I, I feel like he, he has made greatness from everybody not only the offense, but people on the team, he expect people to do their job. And I had one um, incident in practice where when I, it was like when I first got there, he was, and I had jumped off sides when I was running with the ones. And he told me, you know, you're not going to better play here if you can't um, stay on sides. And ever since then, I've been honing in to that. So he really just expect, you know, greatness from the people that he played with. And I feel like it pushes, it pushes me and also my other teammates to be better. Um, and all us be better as as a whole. And you kind of you kind of went into my next my next question with that answer. So last time we talked, I asked you about was it hard getting used to Aaron Rodgers' snap count, and you you said that story too. But is is it going to be harder this year with no fans? Like I know the defense is going to be jumping off sides because he's a wizard with that. But like you think there's it's going to be even harder for the offense not to jump? No, I feel like it'll be easy. You just got to buy. I mean, you just got to. Listen to you gotta hear the call, know the call, and then do your job. That's what we always our coaches are always preaching on. So if you you just gotta hear what he said to Caden's on and lock into that. And that's something that I'm trying to um now I'm trying to adjust to and be more just be more cleaner cleaner with it. Beautiful. So Elton, uh coming into this training camp, you're a veteran now. You know, you no long you don't longer have that rookie status. You you are now and forever will be an NFL veteran. And the Packers drafted three uh, offensive linemen this year, all rooks. So you've got three new rookie offensive linemen who you know who knows where they're going to fit in or what their plan is for them. But they're rookies this year, trying to fit into your position group. Um, what's it been like for you in sort of now a mentor role one year after you were just a rookie? And what's been the message for these rookies coming into such a weird training camp? Um, just work. And um, like some of the guys, they, they asked me like around this time where I was 
um, in the playbook and things like that. And I basically just told them just work and control what you control and just try to give them pointers on like technique things that the older guys taught me that maybe it's some, a question that they're not asking. And um, just, you know, just open them with arms. I mean, with, you know, help them with open arms and hopefully we can get better and um, be better as a unit with them. Uh, I want I want to pull a question here from the comments from uh, a guy Jacob Westendorf who fan of the show will say we um, we yeah <laughs> he's our he's our boss I'm just kidding he's yeah. our boss um, he he asked about uh, how close that team was last year and have you been on a team that's had sort of a, a closeness like that I guess that that's kind of a question that sort of segues in from from this year how the team you know is has bonded coming into this year and and how it was last year can you just kind of speak on on that aspect of it, how close the team was this year, last or last year, and all that. Yeah, um, we was real close. Still is, um, you know, doing team bunny things outside of football. I feel like it helped us a lot, and um, us just us just being around each other, not only not only in the building and just and also in the building, helping helping each other be a, become a better player. So um, the team is real close, and I feel like we got a good chemistry going into this year too. So we were uh, talking with Joe Thomas. We had him on a few weeks ago and he was mentioning, you know, the offensive line, um, just how, how close you guys are in proximity to each other through practice and games and everything else. And, and if one player was, you know, to contract COVID, it would probably spread to the others pretty quick Uh, with you guys having that, that close knit, you know, group that you have, do you hold yourselves to a higher accountability than than a lot of guys just knowing that you know it's not just you it's it's that whole offensive line group yeah us as a team we all hold each other um, accountable because we know on sunday we're gonna need each other to um to perform and to win games so you know we always talk about you know practicing the protocols with the nfl and the things they put together to you know, help 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 us have a season. So, um, you know, just like not going out, ordering, you know, not I mean, ordering food and just just all the small things that can help us out. Um, I feel like everybody on the team is buying into that, so we can have a season. If you need me to make you grilled cheese and drive it up to Green Bay, like <laughs> I'll make that two-hour drive for you. Yeah, you then first you'll have to get COVID testing before you can. Uh, That's yeah. Bring it. Yeah. That's a good point. I'll start putting cotton swabs up my nose right now, and I'll I'll drive that grilled cheese. I mean, you might you might have to just quarantine yourself at, at Ray Nitschke there. At, yeah, at Ray I'll be in the- I think you just set up a little cot or something. Yeah, a little griddle, and just make make these guys grilled cheese. Keep them going. Yeah, when you guys uh, see the tent outside the field, that's just me. Don't worry about it. Nothing crazy. <laughs> that sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. <man. laughs> so so in camp right now, uh, there's for fans. There's not understandably the Packers are being really closed li- or tight lipped on this on practice right now. Like beat reporters can only say so much about practice. They can only um, take certain kind of pictures and all that, like only put out certain information. So one thing that we've been wondering, like, is there someone on the defensive line that you've been going against that has been standing out to you? That's maybe was a little surprise or you're just really impressed on the work they've put in that come back to be impressive. Yeah, um, I probably last year, well, this year, Kiki Lindsley and Rashawn Gary, both of those guys, I feel like took um, real big strides during the offseason to come back and become better players this year. What's what's a go-to move for theirs that you know you can just – is there is there a move that, that they like to go to? Um, Really, both of them got real – I mean, different variety of moves, you feel me? I guess it just depends on the player – um and who they facing on what move they want to make. So I feel like, you know, both of them strong and, and real fluidly can move. So it just depends on the player that they're facing. Is the, is there a favorite defensive lineman that you like going up against in training camp or in practices just for any for any reason? Like he gives you a good battle or anything? Yeah, um Kenny Clark, because I know every day he's gonna come out and get it. I mean give it his all and me going against him only making me a better player. So I can I can perform better on Sundays. All right, I, I want to wrap up here because we want to get you out of here, uh, Ellen. Respect your time. A, a question from the comments, and I'm interested in this. Uh, what's better for you, 
a D cleaner or pancaking someone five yards down the field? Oh, five yards down the field, most definitely. <laughs> um, Driving your man off the ball and just dominating him, it feel way better. <laughs> There's got to, it's got to be better to get like get one of those on a linebacker, right, than a, a defensive lineman, because you see those guys every single play. But to get one on a linebacker, it's got to feel good, right? No, I feel like getting one on a on a defensive lineman is better because that's the guy that you're really facing the whole whole game. And once you get that first pancake, you really just you know you're taking his will and his will to fight out of him. <laughs> All right, can I can I ask one more question before you go? It's very important to me. All right. All right. I can tell you're super excited. Thanks, Elton. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last time we talked, I, I mentioned to you my, my theory on David Bakhtiari about yeah. being – have you got to mention to him yet that he's – Yeah, I did. I did. What, what did he say? See, when I, when I mentioned it to him, it was around um, Corey Lindsley, and they asked me, they were like, they were like, who um, where you get this from? Where you get this from? Kevin asking me that, saying you must got that from an insider or something like that. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. I'm glad you did it. That that makes my whole day now. I'm happy. Yeah, I <laughs> All right. That was my question. It wasn't important, but <laughs> well, Elton, uh, thank you again for taking the time to talk with us. We we really, really appreciate it. Um, is there anything that you want to uh, you want to plug your social media or anything like that? Let people know where they can follow you or anything that you want to kind of plug at this time. Yeah, y'all can follow me on IG um, at ElktonJ74, and my Twitter is big underscore e underscore one four. Um, and go pack go. There it is. That's right. That's the best way to end it, Elton. You you've always got a stool here open for you at Lombardi's Bar. Thank you again for taking the time. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank y'all for having me. Definitely. Yeah, thanks again to Elton uh, Jenkins for, for sitting down with us and, and talking about it. And he he had some really fun insight there, guys. I really thought, like, as if, if I was playing offensive lineman, personally, like, I want to get one of those linebackers because I know that I'm so overmatched against them that it, it'll just feel so good to just completely blast those guys out of the water. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy, what were what were you guys talking about there? With yeah, Bakhtiari? that's what we really need to know. Yeah, sorry. And that was a very – I wanted to give more context, but then I get – I got – I'm not going to lie. I got nervous and started fumbling over my words. Uh, oh, that's so weird for you. Yeah, you know, because uh, I talked to so many players and stuff. It's always so cool. Hey. Uh, <laughs> my table. Um, so last time I, when I interviewed him this summer, I told him my theory on David Bakhtiari that he's uh, TJ Lang and Josh Sitton's love child. I said, <laughs> I said he's aggressive and drinks like uh, TJ Lang, but he has long hair like Josh Sitton. So I still think it's true. They, he created him in a lab. So I've always, awesome. I've always, I've always thought talking, talking since we're going to segue to David Bakhtiari here for a second, I was talking to you guys off camera about the, uh, ESPN's The Dan Lebeshard Show does the lookalike game, and they did one for Steven Adams, and I feel like it fits well for David Bakhtiari even more, <laughs> is that he looks like Joe Seiden, Poseidon's less successful brother. Like, <laughs> he, looks, he looks like he could be Aquaman. Like, you know, not to say let himself go because David Bakhtiari hasn't done that, but, like, you know, he's not Jason Momoa. Let's just say that. <laughs> That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I'm gonna picture now when I see him is just him with like a little trident next to him. Trident. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised it hasn't been done yet. Uh, the Green Bay Packers Twitter has some fantastic Photoshop people. Yeah, uh, I need to figure it out. Big B, get on that. I don't that's know if you right. can do Photoshop, but I feel like you can. I put my I faith like, in Big B. I feel like Game On Wisconsin should have a team that can get that done. Hmm. If only uh, we had, only if we had someone working social media for it. You know, but it's also run by Jacob. So, like, honestly, do we yeah, expect it? Well, yeah. <laughs> Eric's great, but Jacob. Surprised the lights are still on around here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> before, before the lights get shut out, guys, let's buy a round here. Let's, uh, let's get some congratulations out of the way. Who are we buying a round for after this week? Uh, you know, lots to kind of decompress from from a full week of training camp, the first full one, really. So who gets a, who gets a round from you guys this week? I'm buying around for Kamal Martin. Uh, he's He's been the talk of everybody the last few days, it seems like. Uh, as soon as I watched his highlights coming out of college when we drafted him, I was like, 
this guy might actually be the answer that we've been looking for in there. Um, and he's starting to play like it in practice. Uh, coaches, every, everybody's just saying how great he's playing, pretty much living in the backfield when he's in there on defense. So I'm a buy around for that guy. I've been hearing really good things about him. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exciting. But, you know, it's it's still like with him and Christian Kirksey, stay healthy. That that's the thing, you know. They they're showing a lot, but it's all about it's all about staying healthy. Sorry, Jimmy, didn't mean to overrun you there. Oh no, you're good. You're good. I didn't have my my extent on the knowledge was he looked real good. So yeah. great insight, great insight, <laughs> for Jimmy Jimmy guys. <laughs> uh, so I'm I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Usually I pick a player or uh, someone in the NFL, but this time I don't. I'm not gonna dive too deep into it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna buy around for the NBA as an organization. Um, just for me, I really like Adam Silver. I think he's a commissioner for the players, and I think he's given them a lot of chance to give their voice. Even today, after everything that happened with not doing the games, I, like again, not going into that stuff. But um, I just really think he's handling it well. He's having a, a player meeting where all the players are invited. Like he wants to hear the players' voice and do what's best for them. Because at the end of the day, like I know fans definitely drive it but if we don't have these ridiculously talented unique individuals who we all love to watch play play a game that we wish we could play that well like we don't have anything so uh i'm by around for the nba definitely you know what I, and you, go ahead Dad. you know what i like with adam silver is he doesn't just like immediately poo poo any idea that comes his way like yeah he he wants to talk i mean when they were talking about doing like a random mid-season tournament he was like sure let's figure out if it's logistically possible yeah. and makes sense um you know and he he lets the players be themselves and and really do that where i think you see with like mlb you know the players just don't market themselves as well um they don't have that ability it seems like uh so yeah I, adam silver he's probably got the the top commissioner spot right now oh yeah oh, yeah Dad, for sure yeah anybody that for the eight people that do follow me on Twitter, uh, hey man, me 308. I I don't like this, I'm not an NBA guy. (laughs) I'll I'll say before, before I get to mine, just to kind of follow up on on Jimmy's there, uh, 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 we'll buy a shot here for the the Detroit Lions organization too, uh, coming out in full support like they did, and Matt Stafford and the whole team. Uh, I thought that was really great. Um, and yeah, really, really impressive to see an NFL team like that especially one that's uh, come under scrutiny for their organization of not being very player focused to come out and do something like that. So uh, props to the Detroit lions. And that's the only time I'm going to give you guys any kind of, uh, any kind of props here at Lombardi's bar. Um, but, <laughs> shout but out, shout out Mitch Mitchie in the comments there. It's you follow me on Twitter at the Todd V. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, who I really want to buy a, uh, a round for is the, the rookie John Runyon. Um, Really, just because I I kind of liked his I just liked his openness when he was talking to the media about um, you know c- kind of just like the rookie experience of you've got such a wealth of knowledge to pull from in any I mean almost any of those guys really David Bakhtiari Corey Lindsley Rick Wagner Billy Turner like those guys have been in the NFL for years like that's a, a wealth of knowledge to kind of get from and you know, Kim kind of like publicly acknowledging, like, I want to learn from these guys, but I also don't want to like overstep and piss anybody off. I really felt that as a, as an extroverted introvert. So uh, I, I can, I can respect that. And again, Jacob Westendorf, it's the only time you're going to hear me say anything good about a guy from, uh, from Michigan as well. So it's a whole, it's a whole thing of first for me today. <laughs> Michigan. All right. Well, what do we want to do here, guys? I think let's, um, since we just talked Elton and we've been, I mean, really we've been like hitting on the offensive line. Everything we go back to is going back to the offensive line. Um, how about we do a couple of beer bets? Why not? Love it. Got a couple, got a couple of beer bets here lined up, uh, centered around the offensive line. So our first one, we'll stick with our new friend of the show, Elton Jenkins. Elton Jenkins, does he give up a sack this year? Because famously, or I guess maybe not so famously, because Joe Thomas didn't even know about it. But yeah. uh, call yourself a Hall of Famer. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, didn't give up a sack last year as a rookie. Like that's really impressive. Does he do it again in his second year? 
What do you I'm think? Gonna say, I'm going to say he does. He gives up at least one. You're making it easy <laughs> on me. Uh, <laughs> five beers, five Bakhtiaris. Uh, absolutely. I, my cursor was hovering over the, the logo there. I knew you were going to go for it. <laughs> yeah, he's going to give up one, maybe two, maybe three. I mean, it's it's like zero is phenomenal. Three is still pretty damn good. You know, I mean, he, he's going to give up a couple. Everybody's human. But, yeah, I, I don't see it to be an issue. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with Todd. I think – I think the level of play that he has is still going to be – I think he's going to improve. It's kind of like we're saying with the Packers is they're probably going to have a worse record next season, but they're going to overall be a better team. I think Elton Jenkins are going to probably give up a sack next season, but he's still going to be a damn good offensive lineman, uh, especially too because there's a world where, God forbid, somebody in the offensive line gets hurt. Uh, maybe Corey Lindsley, there's a, people speculating he might not even be our center to start the season like – there's communication things that have to happen and it's just one miscommunication can lead to a sack. So I'm definitely, I think he's definitely maybe give up one or he's definitely give up at least one this year, I think. And um, so I'm going to do, I'm going to go with you. I'm going to do five Bakhtiari's on that one. I think he's going to overall improve though. I want to, I want to say that definitively. Yeah. And I think by no means is this a shot at Elton Jenkins. I mean, it's just the law. It's the law of averages. Like, like Dr. Pepper 380 says in the chat, man, it's, it's inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And also speaking of, speaking of the chat too, big B, I also live in Michigan. I am, I am within throwing distance of Ford field. I am deep inside enemy territory. I'm like Owen Wilson. I'm so behind enemy lines, man. If you guys are close, can we just have Big B just show up at your house for a show? That might have to happen sometime. I think it has to, dude. He is might he's have always to in our style. I would be we I might have Big B, but he's my next child's godfather. That's we we might we might have to crash the, like uh yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna I'm just do two godfathers, 2020. Yeah, Todd we, and Big we B. Make that happen. <laughs> we we might have to do like a uh like uh a pirate radio kind of broadcast of of Big B and myself. From Ford Field when the Packers come here. What is that? Is that in December this year again? It always seems like it's in December. I don't remember the schedule off the top of my head when they come here, but uh, God, if you're that, that might have to happen. We should drive there. Carpool. Yeah, as long it's, as it's, it's, this is gonna happen, guys. As long as it's still above 50, I'm in. Once once that Mercury it goes below 50, I yeah, they we're, really we're still gonna be outside. I don't do that, guys. I'll hug you the whole time. I'll wear a big parka. I'll give you a I'm big in. Hug. I'm in. Sold. There Arizona has Arizona has softened you, Tom. Yeah. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> he's true. He's like, yeah, you're right. I don't. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, just to wrap this one up, yeah, definitely he gives up at least one sack this year. It's just it's inevitable. That's that's how averages work. I'll go five bacteries on that as well. Um, speaking of the off uh, the uh, the offensive line depth. With the Packers, uh, do the Packers bring in a veteran offensive lineman this year? I'm, I think so. I think they're going to bring in Jared Valdir. I, I think that's, I think that's going to happen. I think that's the right choice to make. He has some knowledge of the offense from last season. Uh, Ryan Howell's toilet or tissue paper soft. Who is he? Todd. Him? Oh, he's calling Todd. Thank God. Todd. I thought he was calling someone else. I was like, come on. No, man. <laughs> that's fair. That's Ryan, fair. you're right. That's- I, I went from it. I went from being upset to being your biggest fan. You're right, Ryan. <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry, I think a question which asked. Yeah, I think we're gonna yeah. bring Jared Valdir after that Twitter thing where he did that little muscle and then that phone call. I was like, yeah, let's bring him in. If anything, from that bit emoji you just, or emoji you saw, the dude got, wants to play. Yeah, he's got some guns. So how many Bakhtiaris you going? Ah, uh, four, four Bakhtiaris. Four I also just like to see Todd's disappointment when I do four. <laughs> Maybe, I think Ryan Howell was talking about you, tissue paper soft with that four <laughs> And now I hate him again. Five Bakhtiaris, yeah. I think uh, Jimmy's right. It, it, it only makes sense to bring him in. He's a veteran. He's not going to be doing a lot in camp anyways. Um, you know, we, we a lot of times see those guys kind of just cruise in late. Um, so yeah, I, I would expect to see him in camp at some point. Yeah. Um, I will, I'll go 
I'll make this a, a nice straight flush here. I'll go three Bakhtiaris on this. Because um, I'm not really so sure because, like I said, you know, you bring it, you draft three offensive linemen like that, and your your thought process is that you trust these guys or that they they are they are guys that you trust to put into this offense. Um, you know, maybe not as a starting role right away, but you know, who knows how things are going to get down the line with, uh, with COVID and, you know, are you able to bring in a guy like, you know, within a week, like, does he have to quarantine for a certain amount of time? Is that, will that become an issue of bringing in guys once the season actually gets started? So I'm not as sure about it, but I do leave that, that open, that door open just a little bit because, yeah, it, I mean, it really seems like Veldir is like it's it's Green Bay or bus for him almost, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, speaking I, of the guy on the offensive line, that uh, will probably be one of those depth guys, or even could be a starter this year. And that's the question, Lane Taylor. A lot of talk this year in uh, in training camp. How many games does Lane Taylor start? Jimmy, Todd. No, um, I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm I'm going with uh, I'm going with 16. I think he's gonna be a week one starter, especially wow. especially because Rick Wagner's been hurt these last. He's missed what now four or five practices. So, mm-hmm. and he's the only offensive lineman that hasn't given up. Uh, who hasn't lost on the one on one drills. He's he was eight zero. I think it improved after that, but he's coming out, man. I put out an article. This is a shameless plug. I put out an article on game on Wisconsin saying he's underrated this year. Like I think the rise of Elton Jenkins, which was warranted, like he destroyed last year. Elton Jenkins was a monster, but that kind of overshadowed how solid of a a player Lane Taylor was. So Billy Turner proved on other teams, he can play right tackle. I think it's a good fit to bring in as long as I think it's going to rely on more. If Billy Turner can play right tackle, than Lane Taylor's skill, if that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm I'm gonna go 16. I think he's a I think he's a full year starter. All right. How many Bakhtiaris are you putting on that? I'm staring at you on the computer screen, Todd. Five. <laughs> Got real close to the microphone and everything. Okay. Yeah, I realized that that really didn't do much. I should have did like this or something, but <laughs> It's, it, it seemed like the right no, thing. To do. It's okay. You understand technology, microphones, cameras. You know how they work. Yeah, shut right? up, Todd. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd. Should I leave the uh, the Bakhtiari? Uh, you know what? Graphic up here. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna go five, just because. For as not confident as I am, I'm not unconfident either. Uh, I'm gonna say eight. What the hell did that mean? That was that was such that was such an NFL coach thing to say. Like, thank well, you. you know, I appreciate as, that. As as unconfident as we are, we're also pretty confident. Uh, you know, have have to say like these guys in the locker room here. I'm not confident in my non confidence, so we're gonna say five. Bakhtiari's he's gonna start eight games. I'll give him that. Right. Um, it, it's an offensive line. I mean, you see guys coming through, rolling in, rolling out. This year, you know, obviously with with COVID, we don't know what's going to happen there. I think we're going to see a lot of guys throughout the year uh, rotate through there. And like Jimmy said, he's having a great camp. So I can't get over how you built that up. You can't give me you can't give me any crap for my microphone thing after you just had that sentence come out of your mouth. (laughs) As unconfident as I am, I'm so confident. Um. I will go four Batiaris on this, and I'm going to give myself a bit of a window because I'm the bartender. I can kind of do whatever I want. So I'm going to I'm going to throw it between eight and twelve games because I I think he's I think he's right about there because kind of what both of you guys were saying. He's got the ability to be a day one starter if the Packers choose to go down that road. Um, and so with that, if they choose not to start him from week one when inevitably an injury comes around, whether it be football related or COVID related, Lane Taylor is that guy that's going to start, you know, wherever that, wherever that hole is. Uh, So there's bound to be at least a few times. And I I would say right in that, right in that wheelhouse of eight to to 12 games is probably uh, where he fits. So uh, yeah, this is, 
everyone. <laughs> I, I, I love this. I want to, there's got to be something we can do with this. Like this is, you know what Jacob it is? Jacob said he's starting a merch store. That would be a good t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Need, I would buy that. This Jacob. needs to be put, this needs to be put on a poster. Like give Todd that, um, like there's the, there's those, uh, those meme generators that you can like, they call it Obamify <laughs> yourself where you get like put on the Obama poster, even that famous one. We put Todd on there as if he's like running for president, like Todd Varney 2020. And his, his slogan for as not confident as I am, I'm not unconfident. The thing I want though is I want his picture with him in those uh, Jair Alexander glasses. <laughs> and then above it, it says that. I would put that on a t-shirt tomorrow. That's for, I'm grabbing, once we're done with this, I'm grabbing a screen grab from that. And, and, and <laughs> would that, hold on, would that be considered something impressive that I've done that we could tell Jamal about and he could be oh, proud of me. Cause oh, that's absolutely. really my life goal now is just to make Jamal proud of me. I have to do something impressive and let him know. Cause he said he'd be proud of me. Oh yeah. That's, that's the goal of the season. Honestly, is Todd does something impressive that we can tell Jamal about. Yeah. Todd, if, if, if we're best friends and we talk to be, it's supposed to be impressive, not impressively embarrassing. Like <laughs> I, I lost the ability to be embarrassed a decade ago. <laughs> It's All right, fine. we're on this show, man. It's very obvious that we can't, we, none of us can be embarrassed. All right, guys, I have a brand new segment I'm putting on you right now with zero prep. You ready? Oh, this is gonna be great. I'm ready for this. All right, drunk best friends. If you could pick one player on the Packer to be, you know, like when you drink too much, I've had so many heart to hearts with people I've never talked to then later on because, like, I'm like, oh yeah, we're best friends. If you could be drunk best friends with somebody on the Packers, who would it be? So this is this is somebody that that I'm getting drunk with. Yep. And they're also drunk at the same time. And we're having that that connection. Yep. You think you're gonna be best friends forever and you probably don't talk again. Okay. Do you have an answer? Because I'm I'm still thinking. Can we bring up Edwin's rule? He put uh, he said besides Jamal Williams because that was yeah, probably gonna be my yeah let's because he's obviously like most Packer fans' choice. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say twelve. It's Rogers for me. I I mm. would love to get drunk and just have. I I would fall off the wagon to drink a couple bottles of scotch with Rogers and just have drunken heart to heart all night. Here's here's my thing with Worth Aaron Rodgers, and I say this with the utmost respect but aaron Rodgers does not seem like a fun drunk <laughs> i like, i agree with that he seems he seems like and this is this is just and i don't mean that in a bad way you can't like i i know plenty of people like this it's totally fine i mean this in in, in the the nicest way possible but like i don't want melancholy like deep thinking drunk i want fun drunk you know what i mean yeah. We're having and a heart I to heart. We're not Jair having a dance party. I want Jair Alexander. Oh, that's a good one. I like that's that. How about how about this one from the chat? The rookie, AJ Dillon. I'd, I'd make it weird. I'd make it weird. I would hit on him. I would make it weird. <laughs> I'd ask him if I could hug his leg. Just like not staring yet. at his legs, like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> eyes are up here, fella. <laughs> that's all we hear from him. Dude, here's a more here's a here's an impressive one too. Big B saying someone besides Jamal Williams in Bakhtiari. He also said Jamal Williams in all caps. He did also that. say Jamal Williams. <laughs> I know, but this is progress. It's progress. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is <laughs> also. Can we point out all these burner account Todd has? This is like the second pro Todd. Yeah, seriously, star. how about this one? What the like, hell, Christian? Hey, he's a good guy. Are you not entertained as that? Of thing course he's a. Of course you think he's a good guy, Todd, because it's you. It's your burner account. <laughs> This is crap. Here, uh, Edwin, Evan gave us Evan gave us one more here that I really like because Darius would would be really cool. I think. Yeah, he'd be fun. I don't know that we'd be getting drunk with him though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I okay. Kind of a thing last year, guys. Oh, it's so it's it's different <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm fine with that too. I'm Zadarius, man. You have an invitation. My house, man. That's right. It's oh man. Space. 
That's Here, one more from Dr. Pepper, Mason Crosby. That, oh. that would be kind of a good one too, because I bet Mason's got some really good stories. He's like talking to like a uh, an uncle that's like just has is wise beyond his ears. Yeah, definitely. So wait, Jimmy, did you give us one? No, I was hoping you forget about me. Um, I, think... <laughs> I try, I try all the time. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, I would go. Oh, that's a good. One. That's a good. One. That's a good. One. That's a good one. I think I might go Christian Kirksey. I after his picture where he put up like this, and he was like, Ugh. he just. I fell in love with him. I would. I'd go with him. I think he'd be fun to talk to. He seems like a real cool dude. You know, it'd be a great person to be best best friends with for a night, and then. uh slowly drift apart okay all right i i got go ahead i want to get offended for a second like i typically do as you were talking about how it would be fun because mason would be like that old wise uncle he's only a year older than me thank you very much (laughs) well you know todd you're like my fun uncle so (laughs) i'm a funkle it's the hair is what it does for mason yeah me if Mason, you know, did some some just for men or something like that, like he'd look. Oh, I like it. It's like a, oh, I love it too. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Esque. I love the silver fox. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys have gray hair yet? I started gray. My first gray hair came when I was sixteen. I got tons of gray hair under this hat. Twenty-seven. Crap. I I am slowly getting them, as yeah. my fiance loves to point out to me. None. It's, yeah. None. Full head of hair, nice and thick and luscious, silky smooth. Yeah, that's great, Todd. That's awesome. I don't believe it. Um, <laughs> I've never no? seen Todd without a hat. I've never seen without a hat. Oh, that's yeah. true. Actually, that's right. This that. is like this is like Kevin taking off his jacket in South Park. Like okay. I've never seen Todd without his hat on. Yeah, look at you. I'd show that hair off all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. But then I'd have to wash it and style it, and it's all I can do to take a shower on. <laughs> On show days. Oh, so this is complete. So I started my new job at my school. All right. Walked in, no AC. It was 90 degrees today. I'm in an old brick building. I came home, instantly showered. My shirt was soaked. There was an embarrassing butt sweat mark on my shorts from when I was sitting down. Like I was drenched in sweat by the end of my eight hours sitting in a classroom. How are we? What happened that we're talking about this? I took my headphones off for a second. I come back and you're talking about butt sweat. <laughs> I'm gonna take yeah, my hat off. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. You talk about sweater. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Let's move on. All right, moving us along. <laughs> moving along. All right, uh, we're gonna wrap up the show today with a new segment. Um, we'll do a little top shelf, bottom shelf. Uh, I'll give you a list of guys here, and you tell me if they are sitting on the top shelf or the bottom shelf after uh, what we've seen from from these guys here in uh, the first week of practice. So let's start with. Uh, a guy that I, I, I figure we probably know where he sits right now, but uh, the rookie, Kamal Martin, is he top shelf or bottom shelf right now, guys? I've got him top shelf, obviously. Uh, preferably buying him bottom shelf. As I said, I buy him around earlier, but he's on the top shelf. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd go with top shelf right now. First of all, shout out Joey the Jaguar. Thanks for checking in, even if you're late. We appreciate you stopping by. Um I would say I'd say it's top shelf. Like he's proved it coming in. He dropped down to the fifth round. Everyone was saying, like, oh no, it's because of an injury. And he really he came and he's proved that it's because of an injury. He dropped that low. Um, he has a really big chance to be a huge steal for the Packers. So I'd say top shelf. Yeah, I'd have to agree too. I mean, there's really no like you don't come in as a rookie and have that kind of week and not get to sit uh sit top shelf. How about uh, this one? This one will be an interesting one. Josh Jackson, is he sitting top shelf or bottom shelf currently? Is there like a middle shelf? Right. Like, <laughs> is, is, is like Captain Morgan kind of in the middle? Or I don't know. That's top uh, I don't, he's tough because he's had a lot of like, again, it's hard because we can't watch practice. We're just going off tweets, but. There's been a lot of tweets, and even the one like Matt Sh- uh, Schneidman today had him as like a a person that was his stock wasn't like wasn't rising like ever. it was. I think he had it going down if I don't have it wrong. Uh, and people are saying like he has plays where he's in great coverage, and then he also gives up big plays. So he's, I'd say based off last year, I'd give him top shelf, but it's definitely on the on the the edge of falling back to bottom. 
All right. So top so top shelf compared to what he was last year. Yeah. All right. Todd? Uh, I still got him on the rail for me, bottom shelf. Uh, last year was not good. Uh, also, he loses points for playing at Iowa. Um, <laughs> and sure, there's a lot of good talk about him right now, but we're talking about practice, and we know how Allen Iverson feels about practice. I'm the same. Practice? <laughs> You're talking about practice? Not a game. Not a game, Dan. Practice. Wear practice jer- or uh, Allen Iverson jersey next week. Yeah, for real. How about yeah. this? I, I sort of like this Kalua on the rocks. Some people hate him. Some people love him. <laughs> I feel like that's a pretty good way to describe him. That's fair. And I, I, I would, and I'll agree with Todd too. I think, I think bottom shelf just because like you, you come into training camp and yeah, it's great that you were, have been making a few plays and everyone's saying that your effort is is outstanding, but like you're still making, you know, the same mistakes that have been causing you not to get playing time. Like this isn't Rudy. You don't get playing time just because you're, you know, tenacious and show up each and every week to practice. Like you need, like you need to improve to make it onto this team. And he really just hasn't done that yet. So I'll, I'll put him on the bottom shelf there too. I want to see, I want to hear people's uh, take on this. Because we don't talk about punters enough, J.K. Scott. Because there's a lot of buzz about what he's doing in this first week. Where is he set? Where is he uh, sit right now? Top shot. I, he's a punter. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's if it's longer than fourth and five, punt. If it's fourth and five or shorter, go for it. I don't need to see a punter every time. Every and I I it's will mad, defend that mad too. Rules. Exactly. Mad rules. No matter no matter where you are in the field. Yeah. Oh man. I uh so I, I was going on a walk with my wife and I, I was trying to do you guys listen to the Pat McAfee show? A little bit. Negative. So so he was on uh like NXT, the WWE show, and I saw highlights like he was doing backflips, jumped out, like he was doing stuff that was incredibly athletic. And I said to her, I was like, Yeah, I know you don't care about this, but like I didn't realize like a punter could be that athletic. And she was going like, Oh, football players are athletic. She was like, my uncle was a punter. I was like, here, look at this picture. And I showed her JK Scott. She goes, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't look. (laughs) So that was my proof, but I'd put him, uh, I put him on top shot. Like he's a, he's the best punter we've had. I know the second half of the season was a little bit of a struggle for him, but he's one of the better punters he's had in a while. So uh, I'm all in on JK Scott. Yeah, same. I, I think you gotta you gotta give this kid, you know, time. I, I know that he's a punter and like that's your one job, but it's you know, still still fairly still fairly uh challenging. And plus uh with the new you you come in, you've played under two different uh special teams coordinators your first two years, like I have to imagine that changes something with him, you know. So I still love him and I'll still put him top shelf. Before we move on. Todd's got to address address this. Like, did did you really punt in high school, Todd? Absolutely. And like Jimmy was just talking about, I'm gonna go with his wife on this one. Punters are absolutely athletic. A hundred. <laughs> look at this. You just <laughs> said I don't care about punters. That was the last I don't. thing you said. I was a quarterback. I was a cornerback. Nope, I was a punter. safety, and then I was a punter. Nope. <laughs> Only punter. I was I was asked my sophomore year of high school to join the football team to be a punter, uh, and I declined. Don't tell people because that. don't tell people that. I, with <laughs> with this with this body like this is this is a Kenny Clark body man. No, and I, I came in. I was gonna body. be, I was gonna be a I was gonna be a punter, but uh, hockey was my was my sport of choice in in high school, and I was not good at that either. I'm, um, ter- I'm terrified of ice skates. I don't. I feel like I'm gonna fall. And just you want to know something even worse, Jimmy? No. It was roller hockey. My, <laughs> high school, my high school had a roller hockey team that competed against other high schools with roller hockey teams. Yeah, that was in Mighty Ducks. Even on ice. What's that? They had the roller hockey scene in Mighty Ducks. They looked badass. That's, that's very true. Can we bring a, Can we bring a Jamie Lo- No Last Names? Uh, 
Is that yeah. Jamie Cheese Butt from Twitter? Uh, anyways, have we let's let's do Jordan Love on this top yeah, shelf. Let's top throw him in. Top shelf. I don't know why people are worried that he's not looking like he's ready to play in the NFL. He wasn't drafted to play in the NFL this year. Worst case scenario, he plays in the NFL this year. Let's like let's give the kid time to learn, get into the system. That's what he's here to do. He's not here to play tomorrow. He's not here to play in November. Yeah, I, I think I think it was the game on Wisconsin Twitter that that came out and said this because it, it got a uh, it got a little traction earlier today, like about how Tim Boyle is looking better in training camp than Jordan Love, and it was it's like they've had like ten practices, maybe ten practices, and like it's the first time this guy like how many snaps did he take under center like. At, at first, like he, he's not an NFL quarterback yet. Was Aaron Rodgers an NFL quarterback when he came into the league yet? There's no freaking way that he would have been the, the quarterback at that point. Like this is a project. You, you did this on purpose because you expect Aaron Rodgers to stick around for a few years and for Jordan Love to improve. So yeah, top shelf, Jordan Love. Yeah, no, I'm with you for sure. I think all the points you said, I'm not going to dive into it, but he was a first round pick for a reason, immense talent. He's going to have to improve. Rogers looked like shit his first couple years and he got better. So we just have to be patient with love and let him, uh, let him do his thing. Yeah. And he's given me a fantastic, uh, uh, fantasy football team name. Cause all my team names are Jordan love Island now, which <laughs> I think is, I think is perfect. Um, a couple more for you guys. How about, uh, a couple wide receivers here. We'll double them up and go uh, Reggie Begleton and Jake Kumro. Are these guys sitting top shelf or bottom shelf, one or the other? I've got, I've got Begleton top shelf. I've got Kumro bottom. Uh, you guys know I haven't been real crazy about Kumro. I think he just he hasn't shown enough. I mean, sure, he's great on special teams. How long do you keep a guy around because he's a good special teams contributor? He's made some some decent catches for us over the years, but I think we've got more talented guys in that wide receiver room. Uh, and and Begleton, you know, he's starting to look like he belongs out there. So uh, I, I think he brings a different element to that wide receiver group as well. He, he's not the big, tall, you know, fast like we're we're used to seeing with them. So uh, I I think he's top shelf, and and Kumaro's gone. Yeah, at the start of the season, I really had. I was I was pretty in on Kumro. I thought this might be his year, even though people have been saying that the last couple. But right now, I actually have them both bottom shelf. But I think uh, Begleton has a chance to be top shelf real soon. I think I think Begleton's going to make the team for sure. Um, and a lot of the stuff I saw on Twitter is like he's not making the big splash plays, like doing stuff through like oh damn, like this is crazy. But like he's making the smart, like he's where you, you expect him to be. He's making the right play. Uh, so. I think he has a better chance to to make it and just to see what he can do because he killed it in CFL, which we want to see if that can translate here. But I think Kumro's had his chance, even though he's a beautiful, beautiful man with long hair. But yeah, hair only gets you so far though uh, yeah. in the NFL. And yeah, I'm with you. I've I've never been super huge on the on the the Kumro train just because I feel like early on we knew kind of what the ceiling was for Kumro, and we've seen it. Like, this is the, this is it. This is what you're going to get from Kumro. It's not going to be anything more. And you can only go down from it. And at least with Reggie Begleton, you don't know exactly yet what you're getting. He might be the same as Kumro. He might even be worse than Kumro. But we just don't know yet. And so if we're in terms of of, uh, a stock up or stock down kind of thing on making the squad or making the team, I I think Reggie Begleton just gets that that nod as, as just because you invested in it, and I think people want to see kind of what he can, what he can become. One more, uh, we'll finish off with the offensive line, fittingly enough, uh, with this whole show today. So uh, Rick Wagner, new offensive lineman from the Detroit Lions. Where is he right now for you guys? I, I have to go bottom shelf with them. Like a lot of the stuff with him last year, he fought an injury a lot of the season. That's what they said was kind of his down play. That's why he struggled. And everyone said, like, if he can stay healthy, he'll be a solid right tackle. But we saw in this 
training camp so far, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's missed four or five practices already. So I think he skill wise, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he just kind of drew the short end of the stick right now. And right now, Rick or uh, Billy Turner is uh, showing he can play right tackle. So I'm going to go down or bottom shelf on uh, Wagner. I'm going to go top shelf because if he can't go because of injury and Billy Turner can play right tackle, then we get Lane Taylor some starts. So I, I think Lane Taylor at, at right guards, a better fit um, than, than Billy Turner. However, we know that with Billy Turner's paycheck, he's not going to sit on the bench. So I'm going to go top shelf, Rick Wagner looking out for the team in other ways. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, is that, is that where we're going with this? He's 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 trending upwards because he's not playing and giving other people opportunities to play. Is that because I, I don't know that there's a big a difference you today, my friend? Like, <laughs> I am trying to decipher you. <laughs> I don't know that there's a big difference between uh, Turner or Wagner at right tackle, like. I, I guess it's kind of a horse apiece on that one. So right. if if Rick Wagner not playing gets Billy Turner out there, means we get Lane Taylor at right guard, then I'm all for it. Do you guys think there's a world where since Elton Jenkins was so – I know I asked this before. Where are we going? Todd, you've been real negative towards me today. <laughs> and if I could sucker punch you, I would. Uh, is there a world where, like, Jenkins moves out there? Like if we need somebody in a pinch to play right tackle, you think Jank because he played everything but right guard in college. I I think there's I think there's an opportunity anywhere. I, I think that's the Packers have done a great job of drafting and developing these offensive linemen that they can pretty much play almost anywhere, which I think you know that's a credit to the team and and the management that they've that they've done. Like that's that's on purpose. So yeah, I I I would think so. I think as good as he is at guard, that's he's one of the last options to move out to right tackle. I think they go through a few guys before they they decide to pull him out of there. I mean, having that continuity on the left side of the line is is huge. So, yeah, I I don't see him being you know next man up out there, but I could see a world in which I mean we've seen it, you know, a couple of years there where Bulaga was out where it seemed like it was just every week somebody different playing right tackle. I can yeah. see that happening. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a time, too. I know, remember there's a game Josh Sitton had to play left tackle for Bakhtiari, which was weird, but I don't know. We'll see if there's ever a time he has to fill in. Yeah. But before we wrap up the segment here, I got to get throw this out here and credit it. Uh, Dr. Pepper 380, hair only gets you so far. Mike McKenzie and Al Harris yeah. agree. Touche. Great point. Well well said. I, I retract my previous statement. <laughs> Atari Bigby? That, yeah, Atari Bigby. I mean, A.J. Hawk? Yeah, Matthews, Todd I, Barney, yeah, not, not as much. I, I the punter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All Those right, y'all. Well, uh, <laughs> we're wrapping things up here at Lombardi's Bar. Thanks for watching, and uh, hope you enjoyed our interview with uh, uh, Elton Jenkins today, um, guys. As we wrap up, uh, you have anything to plug, or you want to let people know where they can uh, can find you? Todd, what you got? Twitter at the Todd V. Give him a follow. God, uh, someone give him a follow. I got one today. Shout out Linda. Um, Linda. <laughs> and uh, I'll have a article dropping uh, training camp matchups coming out on Friday morning on Game On Wisconsin. Game On WI.com. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> um, for me, I, yeah, my thing's right there. Jimmy underscore C08. Give me a follow. Um, Article dropping tomorrow. Um, and then besides that, you can find all my stuff on either Packer Report or uh, Game On Wisconsin. I'm working on another video. I'm debating between trying out for running back or kicker. We'll see what uh, what the next project Get Jimmy to the Packers brings. But, uh, oh, yeah, and Jake wanted me, or mentioned I, uh, I get my tattoo on Saturday, Game On Wisconsin tattoo, <laughs> you know, added to the collection, so. I'm excited for that. That's going to be yeah. good. Um, I'm on there uh, on Twitter as well, at DK all the way. You can follow me. Um, I've got uh, my most recent episode with the Packaday podcast is up uh, yesterday. Uh, we played a little Packers trivia. I completely embarrassed myself. So if you want to listen <laughs> and, uh, and make fun of me, 
while you listen to that, pack a day podcast where you can find it. Um, and make sure, of course, that you're following uh, all of us uh, here on Game On Wisconsin, all, all the social media. Uh, just search Game On Wisconsin on Facebook, Twitter at Game On WI, and same for uh, Instagram as well. But uh, and make sure, of course, make sure that you subscribe as well because we've got a whole litany of other shows um, coming down uh, coming down the pike the rest of uh, the rest of this week, each and every week. So subscribe so that you don't miss any of those. Um, but yeah, until next time, guys. I've got an actual beer this time, so yeah, cheers. Everyone right. in the comments, cheers, and go, go back home. home.